Two peas, Two and, peas a and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, peas a bong. and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas in a bong in the building again. It's your boy DP. It's your boy KP. And a burnt out bong. What's going on? Final edition for 2021. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a minute. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. I shouldn't have left. No, you. it's been it's been a minute, but um hey man, let's wrap the year up with a good one, man. Uh a lot has been going on in the sports world. We talked a lot about sports. You know, we try to move around with different topics, but, you know, sports is just hitting us right in the face. And something we've been talking about off the scenes for a minute um, or behind the scenes of the of the podcast is this Deion Sanders situation out of Jackson State. And, you know, there's kind of been some some big things going on. Kevin is uh, – yeah, as, as Coach Terry would have said back in the day, big things, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jackson State landed the number one recruit, football recruit in the nation. This is his name is Travis Hunter. He's a number one quarter, uh, cornerback, excuse me. Um, six one. 165 pound kid out of uh, Collins Hill High School in Georgia. Um, he was originally he had originally committed to Florida State University, which is guess what? The alma mater of Deion prime Sanders. time Deion Sanders. Um, but he Sanders got him to flip and uh, come on over to Jackson State. So. It's the first part of it, and then we'll get to the outcome of this game between um, what it was South Carolina State and Jackson State in the in the bowl game, correct? Yeah, in that beatdown. Yes, in the beatdown okay. bowl. So, first part before we get to that beatdown bowl, um, what do you guys think about Jackson State getting Hunter, the number one cornerback in the nation? So, I think. Last season, last year, I should say, um, with the McCore Maker commitment to Howard, it was big for Black America and HBCUs because he was a top twenty-five pick. I mean, a top twenty-five player. He was a he was a five-star recruit. However, that didn't pan out so well, and you know, many people speculated that he could have possibly been a one and done. So, you know, he wouldn't be there for three to four years. Well, with football, it's different. You have to be three years removed from, from high school before you can declare for the draft. So he, you know, he plans on being at this college for he's gonna be there for quite some time. 
So I think this surpasses McCore by a landslide because he is the best high school player, the best high school corner. The fact that he left Florida State, a power five school, Dion's alma mater, to go to a HBCU coach by prime is, man, that's amazing, man. And it, and it just, it's a testament to what Deion Sanders is doing for the Jackson State University program um, with all the buzz, with the winning the games, with the record-breaking attendance. The list goes on and on and on. But this is huge, man. And I believe the floodgates are going to open shortly, depending on what happens in this next year with this, with this child playing, this cornerback position. If he has a big year, let the floodgates open. Um, I have so much to say, and I really don't know what's gonna get lost in the what's gonna get lost in the sauce. But man, the the, the whole issue with Jackson State is a, is a lot to unpack, right? So you have um, first off, you got Dion Sanders going to Jackson State, right? Because he kept getting turned down by these uh, Power Five schools, these uh, predominantly white institutions. But now you got Dion interviewing for jobs at these predominantly white institutions. So he done parlayed <laughs> his little Jackson State gig, right? Hey, I'm working this little part-time gig. He done parlayed <laughs> that shit into some opportunities to get to move on up like the Jeffersons, right? <clears throat> oh, shit. So is like, nigga, while I'm recruiting and I'm flipping motherfuckers and this and that and the third, I, I just interviewed with TCU for, you know, for for, for the job at, uh, at, uh, at TCU. Right, you know what? When when my brother sent me the message about Hunter signing, right, I was like, man, I hope he stays at Jackson State. And when I said he, I wasn't talking about Hunter. I was talking about Deion Sanders, nigga. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so then, so then you have Deion. He um he brings some notoriety to Jackson State, right? Mm-hmm. First off, during the COVID year, where they had like some kind of spring season it was a weird little little season they start getting on espn3 right they're getting games on espn3 i'm like okay 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 then prime get them a couple games on espn2 so i'm mm-hmm. like oh, okay y'all moving on up this year you know they start really getting notoriety and the they start breaking attendance records at jackson state motherfuckers is they getting fifty thousand plus people to come see a college, a HBCU game. Yeah. Nigga, where they do that at? That's mm-hmm. unheard of. That's unheard of. You ain't packed, listen, you ain't putting 50,000 plus people in the stands to go watch an HBCU game. That's crazy. That's right. punk. Dion did that, right? So now they start getting a little notoriety. Imagine you you an 18-year-old, 17-year-old kid, and Dion comes sit down and you come sit down in your living room and recruit you to come sit, come come to Jackson State. I'm pretty sure that's a compelling argument, right? So he flips this kid, and the funny thing about it was all of a sudden, white America just start tripping. They burning his jersey at, at Florida State. They burning the Dion jerseys at Florida State. <laughs> all these analysts, I'm talking about, and not just white analysts, black and white sports analysts. And just people in general start telling, started saying things like, um, 
why is he wasting his opportunity going to a HBCU when he could do better at a at a predominantly white institution? And it's just like it's the irony for me. Like, really, we can't. We're at a point now where you can down a kid, you can talk down on a kid for choosing an HBCU over a predominantly white institution when HBCUs were created because predominantly white institutions didn't want black people to go to their fucking institutions. Right. But now you can down a kid. You can down a black kid for choosing a HBCU over a predominantly white institution. I don't know if anybody knows Doug Gottlieb, right? White dude, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A Jewish dude, I think. He's a he's a you know a sports whatever you want to call him. Um, he, uh, I think he, he basketball works. analyst. Say yeah, basketball, basketball. Sidebar, sidebar on Doug Gottlieb before you go into it. His dad actually uh, ran a team out in um, Orange County, uh, a club team in Orange County, a, uh, AAU, and he wanted me to come out there and play for them. I didn't, you know, don't pay for nothing, only my shoes, all that kind of stuff. I went out there and was cooking them niggas. This and, is a uh, Doug Gottlieb. Doug yeah, Doug Gottlieb is around our age, so he was probably in that bitch. But when I say I was like a dot in that motherfucker, I was the only black dude that was up in there when they when they had me come up in there. But, I mean, when I went in there, I was giving them the blues, man, but. Um, yeah, so I know exactly who that motherfucker is. Yeah. So anyway, so he got this hot take now, right? He says, I guess Roland Smith, uh, a black, uh, you know, correspondence guy, a reporter or, you know, TV show host, made a comment about how it was a good thing for the HBCUs. And Doug Gottlieb's response to him was, HBCU football doesn't have close to the, to the same support athletically academically medically and they play inferior schedules with inferior teammates um in addition to to football ends any person would prefer to be at uga florida state texas a&m alum for help in the workforce so he's pointing out all the things that these predominantly white institutions have over these um hbcus when telling a black kid that he should be at a predominantly white institution over HBCU. And a lot of white people support his his statement, his sentiment, and there are black people that support his sentiment and his statement. And the funny thing is, people forget it was it wasn't what 40 years ago where black people had to go Walter Payton and all these dudes in the 80s they had to go to a, to a, um to a HBCU because they yeah, accepted yeah, yeah. Jay right. and now you. But, but look, while y'all while y'all throwing those names out, the first one Uban said Walter Payton. Where did he go? You guys know? Didn't he go to? Did he go to Grambling? Jackson State. Jackson State. Jackson State. Okay. Okay. He went to Jackson yeah. State. I was thinking. And, I was... And, and 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 so did so did Jackie Slater. He went to Jackson State. Uh, but you got you know Jerry Rice, uh, Shannon Sharp. They also went to HBCUs, and and these guys that we that we named. They are Hall of Famers. Steve McNair. I mean, not not to cut you off, Ubang, but really quickly, it was it was Mike Wilbon. Um, pardon the interruption. He said some shit that I was like, yeah, why ain't motherfuckers pointing that out? 
He said, man, this isn't like, this isn't a historical move. Like you guys are calling this historical. He said, this shit is going back to the roots. You have 29 Hall of Fame players who came out of HBCUs. They used to go to HBCUs because they knew that's where the motherfuckers were. The, the great athletes and shit like that. So right. this ain't, it ain't nothing new under the sun. Hey. This ain't nothing new. Listen, the funny thing is, I'm, I, you know, I get on Twitter a lot, um, because that's where all everything that a lot of the news happens on Twitter, right? Facebook is for old people that want to share memories. <laughs> but um, so it's it, somebody's Twitter handle on 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 Twitter. I, I can't, I cannot, I, I don't know like how they keep coming across my feed, but the Twitter their Twitter handle is America is musty, and it's like like this is this is an example of America being musty as hell. Like you go from telling black people they're not good enough to be at your school to now you tell black athletes they're too good to be at eight to at black colleges. Like, no, come to the white school because you can get a better education and you'll be surrounded by better talent on the, on the football or basketball, you know, on the football field or basketball court. Like that's some musty ass American shit right there. <laughs> and we need to make money off of you. <laughs> man right if there was no money to be made off them they wouldn't want you if you were just the greatest intramural football player at fucking georgia they don't need you you know what i'm saying right. it's, it, and, and, and i think what happened was jackson state sweetened the deal because of a relationship Deion sanders has with barstool radio or barstool i think it's barstool sports so they signed the kid to an NIL deal with Barstool Radio where he's going to, supposedly, right? This is all mm -hmm. supposedly, where he's supposed to make 1.5, 1.5 million off of the How NIL deal through Barstool. So Dion parlayed a, a relationship he has outside of Jackson State to um, to get this kid, you know, to sweeten the pot for this kid. Like, listen, I don't want you to just come out here and give up all your aspirations without sweetening the pot. And, you know, he probably looking at mama and daddy and aunties and uncles and like, I need that money right now. Yeah. You know, uh, what's that? What's that? What's that? J.G. Wentworth commercial? It's my money. <laughs> it's my money. Now. 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 I now want it now. The white dude at the end, man, is really he's serious. Oh. It's my money. Hey. And I did now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, but look, on the money oh. tip, though, real shit. Eight seven seven cash now. This nigga Kevin still on it. Eight seven seven cash now. Eight seven seven cash now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh. Hey, look, real real shit on the money tip though. Since y'all brought that up, I was talking to my little brother, and he brought up a good point about just cracking the infrastructure of the business side of the game, like. Who has enough clout or enough of a, a a sound, solid infrastructure that's an HBCU that can really crack the FBS situation? You, they might have to compete on the FCS level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where, where it's like, you know, South Dakota and North Dakota State have been, I think North Dakota State has been dominating yeah. that for quite some time. Yeah. But, I mean... Can does the HBCU and he was saying other than Howard, you know, Ubon, you always say right. I go, always go ahead. right, exactly. But 
But hey, that's why that's where old boy made his his first mistake. Maker, right? He wanted to go to the big name in Howard. Howard's basketball program is trash. You're not gonna be able to go there and make moves. As far as the HBCUs go, NCCU is probably your best shot where you could go. They the, the only reason they can't never compete is because they don't have a seven footer. All their players are six six and below. You, if you really want to make basketball sense of it, go to a school that you see has has competed nationally with regularity. Why the fuck would you go to Howard? You play two games there and then you're out. Yeah. Same thing. So, so, so another another uh, point that a lot of people kept bringing up is uh, Master Peace Son. Who, who, where did he say he was going to go? Where? Uh, Tennessee is it Tennessee State? Tennessee State. Tennessee State. And he's yeah. already entered the transfer portal. He wants out. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Like, but, but but you guys aren't doing your research. You guys aren't doing your due diligence when you start going to these schools. Like right now, oh boy, that just that just um signed just signed with Jackson State. If nothing else, he did his due diligence his due diligence. That's the biggest of all the HBCUs. They have the most eyes on them. Say what you want about strength of schedule, who they play. These motherfuckers is packing. They putting sixty thousand motherfuckers in the seats in the stands, and they can get games on ESPN. Even if it's on ESPN two, they can get games on there. The fucked up part about him signing is that within the same week that he signed, Jackson State goes to the Celebration Bowl, which is like the HBCU uh, bowl for the year. It's right? a celebration, bitches. And they, uh, I think it's the. Um, the swack versus the MIAC. Mm-hmm. The cricket celebration bowl. And South Carolina State, six and five against Jackson State, 11 and one. Jackson State probably already had the celebration prepared <laughs> for the post game. They had all the Atlanta rappers in the house. They had all the, like, you know, all the HBCU girls. I think Shannon Sharp and a bunch of other Hall of Famers that were HBCU people. That HBCU players were at the game, like they it's in skip. A, skip. Right? skip. <laughs> so <laughs> they had already they it was a formality. We just about to come out here, whoop some ass. Mm-hmm. And they man, listen, they pulled their skirt up, took it in the alley. Man. Oh man. Listen, Deion's son got exposed at quarterback. South Carolina State had a receiver that went crazy on him. So you probably do need this number one uh, cornerback because the, the the receiver from South Carolina State cooked him. Cooked him mm-hmm. with a quarterback with a subpar arm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there watching the game like, nah, come on, Dion. And, I, I, you know, I sent y'all a text. I said, hey, white people ain't been this happy since OJ got – since OJ went to jail for stealing his own – for stealing his own memorabilia. It was like a yes. We got him. Oh, you, Dion. Fuck you, buddy. Hey, but but look, South Carolina State is the winningest program in the MEAC and in the history of that conference in terms of conference titles. So they they have won 18. The final score in that game was 31 to 10, right? Mm-hmm. 31 to 10. Now, I was talking to y'all about cracking that infrastructure and competing against the, you know, other schools that are in FBS and stuff like that. So South Carolina State actually had a game against Clemson this year. And it was a down year for Clemson. And Clemson beat that ass 49 to 3. Wow. So, I mean, is that is that 
can you use that as a barometer or some sort of a gauge for the difference between the 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 conferences and the type of the programs that are in FBS versus HBCU and the ground that HBCU actually have HBCUs actually have to make up to be competitive when it comes to playing against FBS teams or even FCS teams. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, that's an example right there. I, I'd have to really break down the schedules to see if there are any other examples of HBCUs playing an FBS school, but that's one of them. And Clemson wasn't that good this year or as good as they normally are, right? So what y'all think about that shit? Was it the beginning of the year? It was toward, yeah, it was toward the beginning of the year. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, because I, I mean, with sports, man, when you're like, you're nowhere near you're going to be towards the, the middle of the end of the year. So I could see, you know, a team could get they, they butt whooped or it could be an upset in the beginning of the year because you're still kind of figuring things out. And that's, that's what it sounds like it could have been for South Carolina in the situation against Clemson. Nah, no, no. 49-3, baby. It, it was actually like the – it was middle of the season. If no, there's no. – yeah, yeah. Well, that's different. Middle. If there's a team, if there's a team that can or would potentially be able to compete against D1 Power 5 conference schools, it is Jackson State. Like Jackson State is all we got. So when Right, they, but they just got that yeah, ass beat. That's what I'm saying. And then South Carolina got that ass beat. <laughs> when, when they come out, when they come out on a national stage, they were playing on ABC. They were playing on the national stage. They had the APAC, Jeezy, Migos, all, every Atlanta rapper in the building ready for the after party and got smacked. That's the great white or, or, or the, the great black hope right there. That was it. Like, yo, if any team can beat them, it's going to be Jackson State. They made Deion's son look at quarterback look. Oh, my gosh. He accounted for at least two, if not three, of South Carolina State's touchdowns because he put them in the red zone with turnovers that changed field position immediately. <laughs> oh, dude. Niggas in the crowd like, get your son out the game, nigga. <laughs> playing daddy ball. This nigga right. Deion playing daddy ball. <laughs> hey, it was, um. that's the great black hope. And they got the ass smoked on national TV. Like, damn. It was humbling, though. Because I think that these dudes truly, I truly believe that they thought that South Carolina State was going to come out there and lay it down. And for the first half, it was going that way. They was up 7-0. And um, I think within like the last five minutes of the second quarter, they gave up 10 points and uh, South Carolina State never looked back. So then how does this work for Jackson State going forward? Then how do you see it shaping out or shaping up with – you know, they taking the L national TV. They just got the number one recruit, all this stuff. Does that make more kids want to go there and say, well, shit, let's put them on the map even more? Or is it like, man, they just got their ass beat? I think that I think you can only go up from here. I mean, this was the first real season that he had. And in the first real season, he won the swag. So you just you build from that and then you schedule more power five teams, um, on, you put them on the schedule. 
and you see how you match up against those other those those other uh schools. I you know with with Deion Sanders being the coach, I think he's got enough clout to get some of those games on the schedule that other teams, other SWAC teams aren't able to get. So you think more kids are going to jump aboard and say, we rocking with Jackson State? Yeah. Yeah. So then then I'll go back to what Ubang was saying earlier. Will will Dion even stay there? Or do you think that he actually has a roadmap and this is just a pit stop? I'm going to work this better the situation, put my fingerprint on it, and then move on. I think this probably started out as a pit stop, but what it's turning into, he has to stay. I think that he takes other he should take other interviews to keep Jackson State honest in terms of what they're gonna pay him and continue to show his worth. But yeah, he stays and sees this scene through. Friendly, but honestly I, uh, honestly, though, do you think what Jackson and this is this is one of the things that we were talking about uh, with Moulton over at the Central? Mm-hmm. Do you think that what Jackson State would offer him is as much as Florida State would offer him, or Notre Dame would offer him, or USC if if those schools were interested in him as a coach? Do you think? Jackson State could put together a package that would compete no. with that financially. They they no. can't. But right. so the great thing about Dion is is that he's not necessarily hurting for money. He's not hurting for right. It. But you, I only asked that because you said keep them honest as far as what they're paying him. So if that if that's in, if you're going to bring that up and that really matters, like can they really even compete? No, no it's they not. Can't. That. It's just not but, to lowball him too much. But listen, listen, listen. The bigger issue—it's already is, a low ball, though. If it's if you comparatively speaking, if if he's taking interviews and hearing what these other offers are, it's—I'm pretty sure the numbers are crazy. But here, here this is the bigger issue. Um, with like Dion is the only chance HBCUs have to level the playing field. If it doesn't work with Dion and Jackson State, it won't work. Like there's nobody with as big a name, with as big as uh, a big a marketing uh, push behind them, right? That can I don't care what Eddie George has going on or what, um, who else is what's another coach that's, that's I think um, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson just took the um, took the Grambling State yep. job, right? Yeah, he did. Like, and he's like he's he's more he's ready to take Grambling State to the next level just based off his professionalism and how good he is as, an, as a professional coach but neither one of them have the cachet that Dion has to take a school to the next level Hugh Jackson ain't finna pack the stands because Hugh Jackson's the new coach at Grambling State like Dion is doing something different and he has to put together the big bad the big bad monster at Jackson State that's gonna be able to compete on a, on a, on a big stage with the predominantly white institution and whoop their ass for motherfuckers to take notice and be like, okay, the HBCUs are back. If he can't do it, nobody will. If he can do that, now, so remember, it's levels. Okay, Dion, you came to Jackson State, you turned him into a winning program. Great. You brought the fans back. Great. You're rivaling um, attendance records that were set in the 80s. Perfect. Next step. Nigga, get us to compete on the national stage. We ain't got to beat Alabama, but damn it, 
we better be able to fucking beat Iowa. Like, that's the move. You know, like, that's the next move in my eyes. You have to be able to let them, you know, have them compete. And Is it a two-year thing or three-year thing? I don't know. Three years removed from high school? Oh, you're talking about a period. How long he stays there or how long they're, they're, they're to the point to where they're beating schools like that? The other thing yeah, that I think he's talking about how long it would be for them to put together that kind of program. Like, is it going to be three years, five years? Are they going to be on the map to where they consistently smacking motherfuckers and they might snag a couple W's against an FBS school or even FCS school that's putting in work or something like that? Like, are they making moves like that? Because, you know. <laughs> Winning, winning the swack and then losing in that celebration, bitches, is not going, you know, that's not going to hold, hold weight. But here's the other thing that leads me to believe that he's going to stay for a little while is he bought in the, the, the Instagram model, Brittany Renner, right? You're not doing that at a PWI. You bought her in to talk to your young black student athletes and you're teaching them the game as to what to look out for. Don't fall for these thirst traps. And, yeah, you know, there's certain conversations that you can have with black folks around just black folks. And then there's some conversations you can't have when you're around Kev. the majority black folks. Yeah, Kev, a yeah. majority of black athletes in the NCAA, I mean, a majority of athletes in the NCAA in certain programs, football and basketball, are black. He could bring Brittany Renner to a PWI because most of your athletes are going to be black. I don't give a fuck. The kicker and a couple of linebackers. And I was just about to say, he could probably do that at Florida State. He could probably do that at SC. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? Listen, Dion, before this job, maybe you don't get away with that. Now, they want you to bring that shit in. They like bring in, bring in Ti and bring in um the uh, uh, uh little baby and bring in all the rappers and do all that shit you was doing at Jackson State. Now they're gonna bring you in like the caricature, like we want you to do all that shit you was doing at Jackson State over here on the big stage because we're gonna amplify that shit and blow it up and make it a hundred times bigger. And you're gonna be on ESPN and you're gonna be on commercials and all kind of shit every fucking day of the week. Like the- they want Dion to bring whatever he's doing right now. The next job he takes at a at a PWI, they want that exact same prime. We want you to stay just the way you fucking are. They're not gonna try and change it. You know those Aflac commercials you got? We got more of that coming for you, baby. Come on over to SC. The the different the difference <laughs> in him doing this at Jackson State and, and not doing it at SC is this. <laughs> you like those, you like that bling Aflac brings for you. You like those Aflac jackets, but nah, the <laughs> we difference- ain't ducking the smoke over here. <laughs> now, nah, the, the, um, so the difference is, is that USC, their quarterbacks are predominantly white. Their quarterbacks are all white, right? You've got quite a few white players. You've got multiracial players at SC. You know, with white folks. They have their own people to talk to them about groupies. And they ha- and they ha- wait, hold on. And they handle it much different. You don't find a lot of white folks falling for the thirst trap and it blasted all over social media. But you do find it a lot of young black males 
being taken advantage of. And with him doing it at a um, historically black college at HBCU, he's talking to black people and only black people. And it's kind of a roundtable discussion that is in the confines of, I don't want to call it a black church, but a safe haven for black people. At a PWI, it's no longer a safe haven for black people. So the conversation's not going to be the same. It's not it's, supposed it's to be, be a, It's not supposed to be a safe haven. Hold on, Kevin. It's not supposed to be a safe haven for black people. He's giving you the game. And if you happen to be a white guy that runs comes into some money and you run across a thirst trap, learn the game just the same as a black kid should. Like it's not really a, a racial thing. You know what I'm saying? It just it just happens that more black people fall into those type of situations publicly. Now, don't get it twisted. White white dudes is coming into money are dealing with the same thirst traps, right? They're getting put in, the, in, in in bad deals with chicks that's having babies and 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 holding them hostage. But it just doesn't get blasted socially because that's just not their get down. And and to be very honest with you, yes, a lot of white kids come from different backgrounds, so they've already been trained on certain things um, ahead of time, right? Not the same with a lot of black kids, but don't use USC as an example. USC is a private institution, right? They're a little different, but you can't tell me that he can't go to LSU. He can't go to Oregon. He can't go to UCLA. He can't go to Florida State. He can't go to Florida where Urban but, Meyer where Urban Meyer was the coach with Aaron Hernandez, Cam right. Newton. Like, it's, it's trust me, Anything Dion has going on right now will fly at him at ninety percent of PWIs. But what? I, but here's the thing, though. It ain't just like going beyond Dion Sanders. Like, again, if you want to say, okay, it's a black thing. Black folks have been teaching at colleges already. Like, you got hip hop artists. Bun B teaches at a, a class at Rice. Is that a? Is that a PWI? Um, a uh, ninth wonder is that was that North Carolina Central Ubang where you where you graduated from? He Correct. was teaching a class there. I know that's not a PWI, but he could teach a class somewhere else. Um, Swiss Beats was at NYU or something like that. Like th these institutions want to soak up the culture too, man. They they love they black are, shit. They are the culture vultures. You know what I'm saying? So right. So it's like I don't see why you don't think. It will fly for Dion to go do that shit somewhere. Like, I think it will work, and I think they will welcome this shit. To be honest, I I get why you would raise the point, but I still think it would it would work. I and especially I with with it being a situation where, like Uban said, unless you go into Ivy League or some shit like that, um, most of the players, the makeup of the players, are gonna be black. Go to Alabama. Go to Georgia, University of Georgia. I think that it opens the floodgates now, but I think that first the HBCU had to be the guinea pig. I think it could fly now, but that's the first place you have the conversation. Right, but that's that, but that's what I just said, though, Kev. Like, maybe Dion before this job um, would not have been able to do that, but now they are begging him to come and bring yeah. that same shtick. Right, you, you see, he's in the um, he's in the uh, Aflac commercial. They got him with the prime time chain blinged out. Like 
They're like, Dion, if you go <laughs> that commercial now, imagine if you came to a Power 5 school. Imagine if you came to a Power right. 5 conference at one of our big schools, how many commercials you would be on. And you would be doing all the old Dion dances, dressed up, real swagged out. You know, we'd be blasting your um your uh your 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 conversations with your team on YouTube and all kind of different channels. Trust me, they are you'll be you'll be sitting in that chair and Saban will be visiting your office. Right. <laughs> Not the other way around, Dion. Hey, what you said that in that one old episode, DP? Give us some of that old barbershop talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Give us some of that old barbershop oh, talk. Oh, shit. Man, I'm telling you, man, like they, they, they are craving what Dion brings to the table because kids relate to it. It's it's not about the old people that run the institution. It's about what kids you can get young kids to buy into a coach because they can relate to him. These coaches, a lot of coaches are great with the X's and O's, but they don't have relatability to these young kids. And if you can't relate, mm-hmm. once you start to lose, then you lose the locker room. I agree. So predictions for next year with Dion is he is he uh winning this celebration bowl is he back at it and winning it y'all think um I think he wins it but I think that he beats a couple power five schools no I, I won't say power five schools I'll say he he beats a couple um he, he has a couple upsets let me say that I don't think he gets the power five school on the schedule next year um okay. yeah and you think he's gonna stay you think he's gonna stay for at least five years I'll say five to ten, yes. Wow. Five to ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ubon, you agree with that? Nah, I don't I don't think it it depends, man. Because I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I hope he stays. But you know, if he can't continuously flip top recruits to where he's smashing teams 50 to zero, 60 to zero. And then he can get into a conversation where he plays, you know, mid-major schools or, you know, power five conference schools and starts whooping their ass consistently. I think he's going to go to a, to a team where, you know, it might be just as hard, but he can get like, hey, this is a D1 PWI. I can get top recruits to buy in because there's some money. We have boosters that can, you know, give money under the table. Right now, you just hope. That at Jackson State, they got some dope boys that got some, you know, like the unofficial boosters can start sending money through there. Nah, for real. If we being real, you got to find a way to keep the kids there. So if I have a kid and I want to bring him to Jackson State, I have to incentivize him, especially in the NIL, in the times of the NIL. Because it's about to get, the NIL hasn't even been, um, it hasn't even been, the, the NIL hasn't even been like, <laughs> We got you. We got you an NIL deal with Mookie and James. Hey. <laughs> what do I have to do? <laughs> what, what do I have to do? Stand on the corner. <laughs> Get in the weight room and move that weight. Hey, listen. The weight. This is real spill, though. You know, the NIL hasn't even fully been realized oh, yet. Oh, shit. You dig? Do you, I, well, I know how to rap. All right. <laughs> Migos, put him on the track. Hey, listen. 
<laughs> You're gonna take this here chorus and sing it with two chains. <laughs> Say it like you mean it. And you, and you better one take it. <laughs> hey, it but, but it's hey, but it's but it's real though. It's real though. And like I said, the NIL hasn't even truly been realized yet at to its full potential. Imagine when these dudes is really making $4 million, $5 million to be in college, right? Right now you have the Bryce Young. He, he was getting a million. He was the highest paid. Now you got this kid over here from Jackson State just signed a $1.5 million deal. But you ain't got enough sponsors to keep giving out, to keep giving out, um, you know, million dollar, million dollar deals to Jackson State students. Dope boy money gonna have to come in. Yeah, Mookie and James, nigga. <laughs> Mookie and James. Get it how you hey, and grab the stars are late. the stars are aligning for Bryce Young, by the way. Man. Yeah. Yeah. To for him, first off, you know, he's got he got that deal. Then he won the Heisman and cool. got a chance to go play for the national championship. Like he he's got a he's got a chance, man. What's crazy is when we was in Alabama this summer, that's who my sons met. Bryce Young came through to the hotel and was talking to them. And they were like, they just knew him as the the black quarterback for Alabama. They're like, oh, yeah. And and we were supposed to actually go to Alabama, and he was going to show us around, like show the team around. They were going to take the tour, all that stuff. Just didn't do it. He's got he's gotten a little bit bigger, but when you guys saw him, was he was he small? I didn't see him. I wasn't even there. So I, oh, I okay. saw him. I, I was in the room and they had a, a players meeting with the coach and he was talking to him. So I, I have no idea. I guess okay. they, they made a good choice, man, as to what school to go to. Made a real good choice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope uh Travis Hunter made a good choice with the school to go to also. And I'm hoping that the Jackson State situation actually works out for him. Um, I mean, and Kevin, you mentioned Maker earlier. What what actually happened with him this season? He played like two games or some shit, right? Yeah, then he got hurt, and they just shut it down. Yeah, he got hurt and just shut it down. So is he is he going to declare for the draft or – I did. Have you heard anything? Uh, I thought I thought he was trying to play professionally overseas, but I have to, I have to look and, and verify that. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, so um, anything else on the Dion situation before we to to and to answer your situation to answer the question about McCord Maker, um, he's currently playing um basketball for the Sydney Kings. For the National Basketball League, so he's back in Australia. How to speak Australian? <laughs> that's, that's what they mean. get his drafts out. <laughs> okay, Maker, what the fuck, man? All right, well, yeah, he's actually got a little brother out here, man. That's pretty damn good. His little brother's like seven feet tall. And he's hey, uh, but hit, what is he a junior? No, 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 sophomore. No, he's a freshman. Oh, is he just getting started? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but shit, basketball wise though, it seems like it might be a little easier for uh, uh somebody to compete versus like 
I'm saying like a coach coming into a program trying to build something up versus a football coach trying to build a program up. Maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping, but I mean it seems like you see just the just the framework of the tournament and stuff, you see more upsets happening in basketball than you do in, in football. I can see the as far as the tournaments go, yes, it's about who gets hot. So you don't necessarily have to be the best team. You have to be the hottest team. So I, I agree with you there, but to put a program together, I was just having this conversation with my cousin. And I was like, well, what retired NBA player could go in and do this like Deion Sanders did on the football side with HBCUs? And I, Do you think Penny Hardaway is having the same impact at Memphis or a similar impact at Memphis? No. No. Absolutely not. What Dion is doing is unheard of. Yeah. So that I, I was like, yeah. I, saw, I mean, it's, it's a few people that can do what he just did. Michael Jordan. Um, it would have to be like LeBron. Those type of I names. I see LeBron. Doing yeah, LeBron. Yeah. LeBron, Jordan. Of that, somebody of that magnitude has to make this type of move. You these are these are earth shattering. Like what Dion did was earth shattering. He literally changed. Nobody was fucking thinking about Jackson State a year, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas was a blip on the map. Like I could, I couldn't see <laughs> Allen Iverson doing it because. Hey, this <laughs> hey, let me. Let me. <laughs> you said that shit with a straight face. Yeah, you did. <laughs> hey, let me be clear. This nigga Uber is a disrespectful motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, what that nigga say about Mississippi and Alabama last episode? <laughs> that nigga Uber ain't shit. <laughs> Nigga ran them all together. What was it? All Alabama. <laughs> oh, oh, oh shit! Hey, no, hey, hey that know. shit was about to ride until I couldn't hold it on no more. <laughs> this nigga said, "Hey, a flip from the map." <laughs> hey, you know how I got to start it off. No disrespect, right? <laughs> like that, you know what's coming. Disrespect oh, is on its way. What's up, folks? We appreciate y'all tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at 2Ps and a Bong. That is the number 2, W-O-P-E-E-Z-A-N-D-A-B-O-N-G, 2Ps and a Bong. You can catch our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. And we're now on the One United Radio Network. You can find that at oneunitedradio.com. Again, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. We'll catch you on the next one.